Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for December 1st, 2019. Koyo here. So very glad you joined us. Well, December started. I was filling up the, the form here and I said, well, December, is it December 1st? Yeah, I guess so. And uh, we just, everybody, I'm sure, uh, you know, enjoyed uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and the holiday season has really started, um, and the weather, I think, all across the country is kind of stormy, kind of cold, and, uh, of course, uh, we get spoiled and we don't get too much snow or anything like that, but I know that the polar vortex and these things have increased our vocabulary, uh, as climate changes, but, um, Today, I wanted to talk about um, something that I learned new, uh, a presentation on uh, effective family communication. Uh, And uh, the speaker introduced uh, a three-part categories, three categories uh, when we're talking to somebody else. Ethos. Pathos and logos, and uh, so when someone's talking, uh, ethos is the facts. What happened? What you know? Just they're saying something happened, um, and then uh, uh, pathos is well, how do you feel about it? What are the feelings involved? Logos is more the logical analysis. Well, you know, maybe say, well, what can you, what can you do about it, or how can we fix it up? Huh? And sometimes, uh, if you're aware of these differences in communication, uh, it, it could be helpful um, because sometimes maybe a person is looking for emotional support and doesn't necessarily want the the, the uh, problem to be analyzed and somehow fixed up. Because uh, sometimes it's difficult to fix things up, you know. And 
I think it also shows up in gender differences in communication, say like between a husband and wife. And a lot of times the, uh, it is said it has, you know, this is a generalization, but uh, it has been said that uh, men with other men, they, they share uh, activities whereas women share feelings. And, uh, uh, so sometimes if the uh, if the wife is uh, somehow you know not feeling right you know whether depressed anger or frustration or whatever and she's complaining to her her husband and usually men want to fix things feels that she's expressing something she says well how how can we fix it or you know and uh, she just wants the guy to listen, <laughs> you know, and say, "Hey, gee, you know, yeah, you know, acknowledge her feelings and say, I see, you know, and uh, not necessarily go into, you know, how let's see how I could fix the problem." Um, so uh, sometimes somebody might be looking for. Uh, they might not even be aware of it, but, but they might be looking for some kind of emotional support. They're just venting, and and the other person might, you know, say, hey, well, you know. Or some, if you're really sort of insensitive, I guess you might say, uh, hey, you, you shouldn't feel that way, you know. Uh, that's inappropriate or something, okay. But when it's a negative emotion, it's not... Uh, a lot of times, I don't think it's something rational, or logical, or understandable uh, that could, you know, you can't fix it. It's not easily fixed, and and you you can't shouldn't make the other person feel bad because of the they're, they're struggling with something and you know feeling feeling uh, kind of negative about it. So uh, these 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 uh. <sighs> more sensitivity in terms of uh, active listening. Of course, this is maybe a more, not a technical term, but active listening is like um, you just restate what the person's feeling. Then they really feel heard, you know, and that's very powerful. That's what I understand. It's not that I'm any expert in communication, but it's just, oh, man, you you really are, you really are, you know, feeling mad or, oh, well, man, you sound like you're really feeling down. And, and, uh, we don't perhaps appreciate that kind of acknowledgement. You know? And, uh, like I said, a lot of times the males might say, oh, well, let's see what we could do about it. Fix it up. Says, nah. And some, a lot of times the gender difference, the person says, nah, I don't want to fix you know, just listen. <laughs> just listen to me, okay? okay. And be a, be a good ear, you know. And a lot of times people would say among friends and stuff or, you know, I want to tell you this problem, everything is maybe you could help me. He says, well, I got, I got, I got ears. Okay. And, and sometimes that, that's just enough to, uh, so that the person, when they express their feelings, then it's out there 
And when it's out there, it's been expressed and it's sort of out there. The speaker could sort of, sort of see it differently. It's not just inside themselves, but they expressed it. And then somehow the, their, their brain is, you know, uh, treated differently. It says, Oh, you know, Oh, I, I see. Okay. Well, hmm, maybe I could, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I was just wanted to share this thing that, um, ethos and pathos and logos <laughs> and, and I think we could all improve uh, in our communication with others, interpersonal communication and uh, be more sensitive uh, especially domestically I think in, in, you know in a family or a household because uh, in, in, you know the, the relationship is family so Sometimes we it gets taken for granted, and uh, <laughs> one Buddhist minister told me when when the husband and wife you know they have problems, he tells the husband, the Buddhist minister tells the husband, yeah you should treat your wife like the neighbor's wife. <laughs> wow, because you probably are more, you know, cordial, considerate in conversation. To, to somebody that you don't know so well, okay? But when it's your own wife, you may say, ah, you know, come on, let's go. You know, you, uh, basic consideration. And uh, uh, we should be more aware of that. Okie doke. Uh, I'm going to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today, Neil Akuyo. And he was part of our LM group that just got inducted uh, this past May. And he came uh, with his whole family. And uh, he lives in Florida. And so let's hear from Neil Hakuyo. Hello, this is Neil Hakuyo from LM 11B. And I will be bringing you the Dharma Glimpse this morning from sunny Florida. I guess what we're going to talk about today is a little slug Dharma, or more appropriately, we're going to talk about compassion. I, I am a runner just to keep myself active, and I uh, have trails near my house that I frequent, and in the morning time, Often I'm running before the sun comes up, but on some weekend mornings I have the opportunity to run as the sun is, is breaking that eastern horizon. And in those mornings, I'm able to take in a little bit more of my surroundings. Recently, I noticed on the ground these translucent squiggly lines, and I thought it was unique. I couldn't figure out exactly what I was looking at. And I'm jogging, and I'm using it as a form of, of meditation in the sense that I focus on my breath. So I, I just acknowledge these translucent squiggly lines, and I keep going, but I'm always keeping my eyes you know, gently on the ground in front of me just to avoid tripping. And as I'm going down the road, the path, I notice attached to one of these translucent lines is a slug. And it is about to land, well, quite frankly, it's about to be underneath my landing foot. And in that moment, I take the precautions necessarily 
to avoid the slug and nearly fall on my on my shoulder <laughs> but in that moment i found something i guess telling about that and that as i picked myself up and moved on down the road it was important to me not to crush that slug and i wanted to look at that because that hadn't always been the way that I had approached life. I would not have valued that slug's life to that extent to where that I would almost have you know, crashed myself in the process. And in realizing that was a form of compassion that I was showing this <laughs> this slug, and I, and I found it humorous, but I wanted to delve into it. And in looking at this concept of compassion, it reminded me of a, of a Dharma talk that I had actually given to our own uh, Volusia Buddhist Fellowship group. And one of the key points that stood out to me in that Dharma talk was talking about compassion in the Buddhist sense is not based on what we call feelings. And so much in the West, the concept of compassion is about feelings. While Buddhists do not deny the natural feelings that may arise from seeing another in need, this is not compassion in the Buddhist value. Instead, Buddhist compassion is the result of knowing one is a part of a greater whole and is independent and connected to that whole. It is the result of practice meditation, and indeed, Buddhist compassion should be without heat or passion, because it is objective. It is cold, constant, and universal. And to me, that is the byproduct of our practice. My practice, my meta-practice, you know, extending loving kindness towards all sentient beings came to me in that moment as my foot was falling down on that sidewalk about to squash this slug. I'm, I'm not trying to determine whether it's a vertebrate or an invertebrate, whether it deserves to live or doesn't live. I just know that this entity, this sentient being, just like me, is trying to live his life the best he can trying to avoid suffering. And in that moment, my practice kicked in. It wasn't a conscious decision. It wasn't a feeling that I had. It was objective, cold, constant, and universal. And that is what I think that we all strive to develop in our, in our loving kindness through a Buddhist practice and through a contemplative practice and meditation that we are trying to develop a perspective that is available to us almost precognitively so that we can show compassion nearly automatically. The Dalai Lama tells us, Nirvana may be the final object of attainment, but at the moment it is difficult to reach. Thus the practical and realistic aim is compassion, a warm heart, serving other people, helping others, respecting others by being less selfish. By practicing these, you can gain benefit and happiness that remain longer. If you investigate the purpose of life with motivation that results from this inquiry, develop a good heart, compassion, and love. Using your whole life this way each day will become meaningful and useful. And I think that what's important to acknowledge is that it is a practice. 
Um, like so many things, some days it's going to be better honed, better developed than others. But just recognizing that each day we're putting one foot in front of the other. Some days we might not meet the same level of compassion that we did the day prior. But we all we can do is be present. Be present with our compassion and be present with our practice. So this little Dharma talk was just meant to remind us that Buddhism is constantly becoming and we have to be in the moment but we also have to be in moments that haven't happened yet and sometimes just getting down to the nuts and bolts of our practice is really serving us in the future. So I thank you for taking a couple minutes today to listen to this Dharma Glimpse and I hope that all of our Bright Dawn family is doing well across the whole globe. Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. Well, you know, hmm, as I listen, um, there was a, I don't know if it was Joanna Macy or it was one of the uh, women Buddhists uh, that were, was active in engaged Buddhism and or social Buddhism. And uh, she looked, she she analyzed the word compassion in the sense that calm uh, means common together, you know, uh, communality. Uh, so that calm means we, we got to uh, feel together or we got to care about the togetherness of life. The fact that we're a community, huh? calm. And I never thought about it. I just have compassion. But if you look at the uh, well, etymology or whatever the, uh, the thing is about looking at how words, uh, root of words or where the words come from, and they're, you know, yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. And uh, uh, today's Dharma Glimpse was saying, hey, you know, well, let's let's just uh, be. What are the facts? What is the what are the? There is some kind of loving, universal loving kindness, and to be able to show that, uh, uh, or he mentioned the Dalai Lama, and I remember the Dalai Lama was known for a statement that said, "Kindness is my religion." I mean, you know, that makes you stop. That makes you stop and think. Uh, kindness or consideration of others uh, it, it's so um, you know, simple simply stated but uh, we get busy we give our own priorities or we think that others uh, should know better or something, okay, and uh, so if we say somebody is a kind person, huh, uh, kind of a, a, a gentle smile, that that kind of a kindness is uh, 
brings in a lot. If you consider it of others, there has to be some kind of an empathy there. And I remember visiting a Thai temple in Chicago once, and on the bulletin board, there was a nicely uh, calligraphied saying, and it's kind of corny, but it said, it's nice to be important, but it's also important to be nice. You know, this is a, in a Thai temple, and uh, I, I, but I, for some reason, I always remember, I remember seeing that, and I, and I, at that Thai temple, and uh, and I remember it. Huh? I said, "Gee, somebody thought that that was enough, important enough to put up on the bulletin board, okay, uh, in a very considerate way." That, you know, and uh, sometimes we want to hear something very sort of not uh, kind of esoteric, maybe, or 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 deeper, or something. But instead of, you know, be kind, be considerate. Yeah. Um, and I think it for it's especially important in our everyday lives with our family. Okay. Now even our coworkers we and friends were probably more considerate toward them and just in terms of general uh, you know, consideration. But our family uh, maybe it's because our relationship is is you know there solid your family so no matter what you're together whereas if if you if you're kind of inconsiderate to a f- friend or a coworker or an acquaintance the relationship might be over okay? hey this person's not a very considerate person huh? but we we could somehow there's a the dynamic of with our family we say Ah, uh, you know, uh, uh, and it and it. I think it behooves us to say, hey, it's worth the energy, okay, to be kind, the the focus, um, and especially to those that we love, you know. And that's why I think, uh, you know, we always hurt the one we love, or uh, familiarity breeds contempt. This there are certain kinds of sayings that kind of reflect uh the intricacies of of uh interpersonal communication. Well, well, well. Yeah, okay. I, I wanna mention I when I looked on the uh Block Talk Radio uh studio board and it says, you know, people send the MP three or MP four or whatever they do now and they send their, their audio message and then Agent puts it into the puts it up there, and all I have to do is hit the button, and it gives their talk. Okay, they could call in live too. Okay, a lot of times you listeners probably won't even might not know. Okay, whether it was uh, taped or or live, but soon. But I didn't know who was who was up for the Dharmagrams today, so I sat down and looked at it, and immediately I I remembered, you know, because they, they just. He was just inducted, and his family came just this past May. And uh, he he had some young children, and one of his young daughters, she must have been about seven or eight, perhaps. And um, uh, the family came in to to our to our into our front door, came in, and she was so 
kind of alive, the da- young daughters looking around, you know, and she, you know, this is something new. Okay? And she knew, I guess it was important to her parents and, you know, whatnot. Uh, and, and so she came in and she's real alert and, and she, oh, there's a Buddha. She said, oh, there's a Buddha over there, you know. <laughs> well, uh, and that was just so refreshing. Huh? Hey, there's a Buddha. <laughs> Uh, I just, that's just a, kind of just a precious thing that I, I wanted to share, and, and it's kind of a something that you, you won't expect. You, you don't know. You don't. It's just out of the blue, sort of. But it's so refreshing. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.